0: Another edition of Beat the Closing Number, presented by TheLines.com. My name is Eli Herzkiewicz. You can follow Lines on Twitter, at TheLinesUS. You can follow Mo Nuara on Twitter, at Mo just as it's spelled on the screen. Breaking down a couple games here on Thursday, May 25th. First, Phillies at Braves, a East matchup, and then heading over to the AL East with the Orioles and Yankees, and I'll spare Mo The discussion of the Dodgers and Braves came from last night, but looking to get back on track today, and he's had a great baseball season to start. But before we get started, remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring that bell to get notifications whenever the Lions releases a new sports betting video on any market, including most day-to-day MLB bets, and you can find those in real time in the Lions Discord channel. The link is over at... The lines.com in the top right hand corner. But Mo beginning with fills at Braves, the Phillies came back ninth inning, two outs, straight Turner, two run homer, and then winning in the bottom of the 10th inning. And the Phillies are sitting at 23 and 26. Atlanta taking the finale against the Dodgers, like I mentioned, 30 and 19 in first place in the NL East. It's pretty much minus 110. Both ways on the money line. There is a minus 106 available at FanDuel as of Thursday morning. If you want to head over to lines.com to price shop all the MLB betting markets. Not just money line odds. Aaron Noah and his 431 ERA 392 FIP. Taking on Dylan Dodd 646 ERA 569 fit for him. And Noah's Velo dip. I'm curious your perspective on this mode. Because it ranks in the 11th percentile across all of major league baseball. And it's trickled down, especially in the latter part of his recent outings, despite him pitching better of late. So
1: Phillies, Braves here. What do you got? Yeah. Aaron Nola, he's having kind of a weird season. Um, Lost almost three strikeouts per nine, almost 3% off his swinging strike rate. Um, That, Number has gone from an above average number to a well below average number. Um, trying to dig around and see what was going on. His batted ball distribution is like exactly normal. Luck metrics are all within the realm of reason. Um, I know the velocity was down a little bit, but I don't think it's like a concerning amount. Honestly, the only thing I really found was his arm side pitches, the sinker and changeup, are both moving a little differently. And I guess that's maybe behind it. I mean, the location of everything was looking pretty normal, too. So the only thing I can think of is that these are getting hit harder uh, because they're just not moving the way they're supposed to. But, I mean, even with the downgrade, like, I definitely downgraded him a bunch. But even with that downgrade, I have to say, like, he's still quite a bit better than Dylan Dodd, I think. Um, Dylan Dodd was a guy who got hyped quite a bit in the spring. Um, a lot of spring hype, 53 innings above a ball coming in. So I wasn't really sure where that was coming from. Uh, he's got his ass kicked basically at AAA this year, 4.87 XFIP. Um, so I'm not really sure that he's a major league starter right now. He's not really doing anything too well. I know the Phillies haven't hit lefties very well. But last year they crushed lefties. So I honestly think that that's probably going to correct itself. I think if you can get the Phillies close to minus 105, I think it's good. Minus 110, it starts to get a little iffier. So, um, but yeah, I did get a minus 105 out there. I think it's fine.
0: And looking at Philly as a whole here, a game and a half out in the NL wildcard standings. Yes, we're talking about wildcard standings in late May, but... It's an interesting topic because you look at a couple of teams below them, the Padres, two and a half out, and the Cardinals, three and a half out. We talk about St. Louis seemingly on every Beat the Closing Number podcast. If you were to buy on either or one of those three teams, whether it's playoff odds, and I'll pull those up here in just a second while you go, but Phillies, Padres, Cardinals, whether it's to make the playoffs, I guess the only team you would take to win the division at this point, as we discussed at length on previous podcasts, is the Cardinals of those three. So which one are you most interested in, whether it's to bet or just you think is priced a little bit too low in the market and will swing upward here in the coming
1: months? I still think Padres. um, I know I've said that all year, but I still think this lineup is absolutely about as good as it gets when they're healthy. Um, I think they definitely have the most like world series winning type of potential uh, of these teams. I know the Phillies made it last year, but I thought that was probably pretty lucky. Uh, they had a good team. I wouldn't have put it in the top three or four, probably in the NL. Um, The Cardinals, I know that we've talked about them. And, yeah, I do believe in them as far as they have a chance to win the division, I think. But, like I said, I agree with uh, Jim Sonnis when we had him. I just don't see, like, that much high-end potential in this team because of their starting pitching. So, uh, playoff-wise, I'm not as interested in them. Where, I don't know, if the Phillies, I guess, like, got things corrected for Nola, maybe. I would put the Cardinals third out of those teams as far as, like, playoff potential. But, yeah, Padres number one for me, for sure. And if you
0: look at the odds to make the playoffs over at DraftKings Sportsbook, and you could find the best online sports betting promos over at thelines.com. So playoff odds, the Padres are aligned at minus 125, yes, plus 105, no. The Cardinals are sitting at plus 140, yes, minus 165, no. So not this has nothing to do with division odds. This is solely just to make the postseason. And then the other team we talked about, the Phillies, plus 120 yes, minus 145 no. So not that you were necessarily correlating your analysis to yes, no to make the playoffs, but just going back to the Padres, minus 125 yes interests you the most?
1: I would maybe say (laughs) minus 145 no on the Phillies. (laughs) I mean, aren't they the third best team in the division? It could be tough for them. Yeah, and we'll discuss that
0: in the future here on beat the closing number. The pitching, certainly, at least Ranger Suarez, as we saw on Wednesday afternoon up against Zach Allen, did not fare too well, but he's also just coming off of the injured list. So something to monitor there when it comes to playoff odds, not necessarily World Series futures odds or division odds, just to make the postseason. Other game we're going to discuss here, Mo, 7, 10 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch, O's and Yankees, and New York was a victim of its own ballpark last night. Typically, it's the other way around, but Adam Frazier for the Baltimore Orioles hitting a home run to right field, just over the right field porch, and according to StatCast, that would have been a home run in one ballpark in Major League Baseball, and Unsurprisingly, it was at Yankee Stadium and Baltimore overcame that 5-1 to deficit in the seventh inning. New York tonight is roughly minus 130 on the money line with Clark Schmidt up against Kyle Gibson. Now, I know, I know the peripherals don't love Gibson, but the peripherals have been in favor of Schmidt at least of late. And he has elite grades on his fastball and curveball spin rate. And like I mentioned, besides the Rays outing. I think in his last four, Max, he's given up two earned runs. So not that you have a bet on this game, but Schmidt has been an interesting topic. Another one this season, because there were high expectations with him, especially with New York's injuries in the rotation. Carlos Rodon expected to come back. That's been an expectation for the last month or so. So what are you looking at with Schmidt here tonight against Baltimore, Mel?
1: just interested to see honestly if Schmidt um where his talent level uh lands I guess he's a pitcher who like you said had good grades as a prospect and the peripherals are pretty good for him so far um his Sierra and XFIP are both quite good they're above average uh but a couple bad luck metrics um bad left on base percent bad babbit but i don't think that's honestly explaining everything, especially with the BABIP. I think he earns some of it because he gets hit pretty hard. Uh, it's interesting that you say that he had a good fastball grade because that's really been his problem is his hard stuff has been really bad. Uh, he's trying a cutter this year and basically scrapped his four-seamer. It's basically been just as bad as the four-seamer. It hasn't really done anything for him. It just seems like anything he throws that he tries to throw hard just gets hammered. Um, so... I think, like, maybe he should try going the Josiah Gray route and just cutting all of his fastballs almost out of his pitch diet and just, like, throwing breaking stuff a bunch and see if that helps because it's working better for Josiah for sure. And I think especially in that in that stadium, like you were saying, it's just such a homer haven at times. Um, and when that's your issue that you're getting hit hard – It's not good, obviously, when that's your home ballpark. I did have this one, like, pretty much exactly on the no-vig price. Uh, Kyle Gibson, like, the most boring pitcher there is, probably. He just (laughs) comes out, does the same slightly below-average thing every year and just keeps getting work because people need guys to eat innings, so... Uh yeah, great career for him. Not an exciting pitcher to handicap. And uh yeah, this game I think is basically right on market. Who would have thought that Josiah Gray would be the model for Clark Schmidt
0: here in twenty twenty three, but that's where the Yankees rotation is at, at least outside of Garrett Cole and maybe Nestor Cortez, but the injuries with Montas and especially Rodon, who was one of the favorites to win the Cy Young. Not that the Betty market always dictates what's necessarily going to happen. Hello, Joe Ryan, who is now as low as, I think, 10 to 1 to win the Cy Young. Not that he had a great outing against the Giants, but it's kind of all you need when Garrett Cole gives up four earned runs, I think, to Baltimore a couple of nights ago and the Yankees came back against the O's. But Cole gave up, I think, four in five innings. So Ryan has been very consistent. and McClanahan's outing for the Rays against the Jays didn't help on Wednesday. I think he's now the consensus favorite to win the AL Cy Young. Cole may still be lined in that regard at some books. But Ryan still has a shot. Clark Schmidt does not. But that's going to do it for this edition of Beat the Closing Number here on Thursday, May 25th. Remember to price shop. All the best MLB odds over at thelines.com. You can follow the lines on Twitter, at thelinesUS. You could also get more involved on Thursday's MLB slate over at play.thelines.com. You're shot to win a $25 Amazon gift card daily in our free MLB Pick'em Contest. Again, head over to play.thelines.com for more details. For Monuara, I'm Eli Herskovich. Thanks for watching and listening to another edition of Beat the Closing Number. So long, everybody.